And joining us now with more on this is Stephanie Mitten. She's Government Relations Advisor for Children's First Canada. Thanks for your time. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, tell me a bit about the purpose of the annual report. I know this is not the first one, but you really look at uh, a broad range of issues when it comes to the 8 million kids in this country. You really want to get a comprehensive picture of what's happening to kids in Canada you know, what are the some of the big issues that they're facing so that we know what areas to focus on in terms of efforts uh, where we want to see, you know, all levels of government um, and Canadians themselves putting efforts to address the challenges that kids face in Canada. So if for this year's report, where did you find uh, some of the areas that really need paying attention to? There's 10 threats and certainly some of the the top ones, the number one threat for kids in Canada that has the highest focus is unintentional and preventable injuries. And so that includes a number of things, but some examples would be things like drowning, falling or choking, for example. Uh, yeah, you, you noticed, I think you have a statistic uh, whereby emergency room visits have been way up. Do we have any idea of why that's happening? It feels like unintentional injury is probably one of those things that's been around for quite a while. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure around some of the specifics in terms of the increase uh, itself. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, during the course of the pandemic, we've talked a lot about mental health in children. Um and you did find that to be another one of the big factors that uh, that you focused on this year. Mm-hmm, absolutely. In terms of most of the indicators were re- related to children, they were facing these challenges before the pandemic, but most of them has have been exacerbated. And for sure, mental health is one of those. There are some really alarming statistics in the report around that. For instance, um, suicide is the second leading cause of death for kids 15 to 24 and the third for kids 10 to 14. And then when we look at how we're doing compared to other countries, like in the OECD, for example, Canada is 35th out of 38 countries. So we're really not doing very well. And there's a lot of room for improvement. We're 35th or 38. OECD countries when it comes to mental health, is that right? Comes to youth suicide rates. Oh, wow. Um, You looked at some other factors as well this year, systemic racism, and we know there's been a lot of reporting of late about uh, an increase in in racially motivated abuse and attacks on people. You saw that filter through uh, to kids as well, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. We see it schoolyard and across the board. And when you look at some of the different indicators, bullying, mental health, systemic racism and discrimination, there, of course, are some linkages uh, to different aspects of the report as well. Uh, Such as? Well, when we look at systemic racism and discrimination, that feeds into some of the some of the bullying as well in terms of what are some of the challenges that kids are facing on the schoolyard. Um, so when you add this all up this year, uh, how does it look compared to years past? And where do you think, uh, you know, I think the statistic was, uh, you know, one third of Canadian children do not live in what you would consider to be a safe and healthy environment. How, how do you how do you how do you determine that? Well, it's by pulling all the different pieces of, of the report together and, and taking a look at it that way. We have researchers that help us from some of the different universities uh, that feed into this report and help make those decisions. When we look at uh, years past, for instance, to try and do a comparison, you know, this year, especially with impacts from the 
pandemic, we're able to see things like kids are now behind half a year academically. We're seeing increases in things like anorexia has increased by 60% in terms of you know, routine vaccinations, one in four kids don't even have those. Um, so it really has exacerbated some of the challenges that we already were facing. Yeah. And I imagine you you don't see this. I mean, I, and the statistics must uh, bear this out as well, that you don't see this uh, equally across the country, that certain groups are suffering more than others, certain groups of kids. Yeah, um, absolutely. One of the things that the report does is put a lens on equity, diversity and inclusion. And in many of the different threats that we talk about, when you look at something like systemic racism and discrimination, for instance, Indigenous children are 12 times more likely to be taken out of their homes and placed into foster care than non-Indigenous children. And so we've been able to apply this lens throughout and pull out some of those other data points that give us a better picture about what is happening in Canada. The rising cost of living must be a cause for concern as well, because I know I don't think you've included poverty as a um, as a section of its own in the top 10 threats you've included under under another uh, category. But clearly, that's something that you must be looking at as well, because, um, you know, kids are often the ones who suffer when prices start to go up and families need to tighten belts, right? Absolutely. Yes, poverty is included in number six with poverty, food and nutritional insecurity. And you're right, it's an issue in and of itself. 1.3 million children are living in poverty, but it's also an underlying cause of some of the other issues. For instance, infant mortality, which is an area number seven threat where Canada is not doing very well. We are 30th out of 38 countries in the OECD for infant mortality, for example. And poverty is one of the challenges that affect that infant mortality rate. So if you add it all up, it doesn't look like Canada's doing perhaps quite as good a job at protecting as its kids as protecting its kids as we may think we we'd be doing if asked point blank where we would sit on an OECD list when it comes to things like suicide rates and uh, and infant mortality. I think a lot of Canadians would probably place us higher than in the 30s. Absolutely. The um the view that we often find is that we're we're doing a lot of education because people do think that, you know, Canada must be one of the best places in the world to raise kids. And we certainly have those aspirations, uh, but we're far behind uh, from years of inaction. And there really is need for some investment uh, to help support these challenges. Stephanie Mitten is with us. She's Government Relations Advisor for the charity Children's First Canada. Uh, We're talking about uh, the report released uh, this week called Raising Canada 2022. It tracks the top 10 threats to childhood in this country, including poor mental health, food insecurity, uh, systemic racism, child abuse, climate change even. Um, Canada doesn't fare as well in some of these categories based on OECD comparisons as as you might think. Uh, We're not quite as high as perhaps some people would imagine, not quite as safe a place for kids as we we might imagine. Stephanie, I know that you've added some um, recommendations in this report as well, as is customary. Uh, what would you like to see done in, in, in the near future? There's a few things there that look like they could be done fairly quickly. I mean, a lot of it involves more spending, but there yes. are also just some, some structural changes you'd like to see done as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. There's, as you said, if you go through the full report for the 10 threats, there are some policy recommendations for each of them listed there that if people are interested, they can take a deep dive at. But there are three asks that we think will really get at some of the underlying causes and systemic issues. Um, The first is having a federal commissioner for children and youth. And this is somebody whose role it would be to ensure that a child's lens is put on different policy decisions that are being made and making sure that we think through what are the impacts of kids or how is this going to benefit them when decisions are being made at the federal level. The second is a children's budget. So how much money is being spent? Where is that money going? Let's have the information to analyze it. Maybe there's better ways to spend that money. Sometimes that doesn't even necessarily mean more money. And the third is a national plan of action for kids in Canada. Years ago, when Canada was doing better on some of these indicators, Canada uh, had something like a national action plan in place. And we know that governments in Canada across the board care about kids. Some of them have definitely invested in some of these issues, but there hasn't been a focus enough to really get the picture of, you know, what are the issues? How are we going to address them? And then let's evaluate and see if those interventions that we're using are actually working or not. Because the idea of having a um, a child advocate in this country, or a federal commissioner for youth, rather, uh, it's not new. I mean, I gather this goes back 25 years at this point, and we still haven't seen one yet. Uh, what do you think the delay is? And uh, do you think, are you hopeful it'll change? I, I am hopeful that, that it changes, but you're right. It is something that's been advocated, I think, for close to 30 years. Um, we do have, um, in most provinces, we have them established. The gap is on the federal side. Um, the UN just recently released a report uh, back to Canada about how it's doing with kids. And this, again, was a recommendation. And so it's something that we continue to encourage uh, the government to adopt and uh, we hope that they do that soon. I mean, you, obviously, this is your title, right? You're, you do government relations as part of your. Are you getting good signals? I know, I know, provinces have them, but are you getting good uh, signals from uh, from Ottawa? Because we know that other countries, England, Sweden, Scotland, New Zealand, have them, um, and it was a campaign promise, I think, back in 2015 from Justin Trudeau. Um, are you getting any good signals from them that they may be taking this seriously now? Well, it's our job to continue to work hard to make sure that they do. You know, we definitely receive feedback that we know, you know, the government is concerned about some of these issues. And, you know, throughout the fall, we'll be bringing up these recommendations again. And now they'll have the latest data, which is always helpful to know where you should put uh, your efforts in terms of a commissioner for children and youth and some of the other things we've talked about today. Tell me about the National Action Plan, because, again, that's another one that we've talked about quite a bit. And that's uh... Um, I gather that's been advocated for for a while. What would that look like? Mm-hmm. Well, would have to absolutely be a conversation with the provinces as well, because we know there's all kinds of jurisdictional issues with related to children's issues. But we do really need to see that leadership on the federal level. And as I explained, it's something that we used to have. Um, And when we think about that, this is such a big issue. You know, there's top 10 threats. There's all these recommendations. There's all kinds of challenges that kids are facing. We really need to be able to pull it together in a systemic way because the ad hoc efforts that we've been doing more recently are just not working and the data shows that. And so it is time uh, to put our effort into something like that federally. 
And you did mention a, a government budget as well, or a child's budget, right? We'd, we'd actually be able to focus within the budget on everything that was spent that was targeted. I know it's tough because so much of it is targeted at families. Um, but what benefit do you think that would bring? And do you get the sense that we're spending less and that is part of the problem? Well, we're certainly not seeing the investments in the areas enough that we need anyways. I mean, we can look at mental health in particular, right? There have been some investments, but a lot of the times we don't see investments trickle down to children and youth and knowing, you know, that suicide is the third largest uh, cause of death for kids, 10 to 14. So when decisions are, are being made, we need the you know, uh, directions to be in there that say, like, make sure some of this money uh, goes to children. In terms of the children's budget, I think it just gives a better lens on, um, you know, how much is being spent, where is it being spent, but also is it being spent effectively? Maybe when we look at all the different places in in the federal government, there might be ways to be spending it better. Federally, children's issues sit across so many different government departments um, that there might be some areas where we can actually spend money better. And so it's quite possible, you know, we probably do need more money, but it is quite possible but that there's some areas where maybe we don't and we just need to shift things around a little bit differently. But if we don't have that analysis, we don't know where to start. Yeah, I mean, we've seen things like a dental care plan that's been announced this year that would that would obviously help some children at least in the in the in the short term, if not more in the in the longer term. Um, so, in a nutshell, I guess what we're what we're in th- this report basically says that uh, Canada has some work to do, uh, and that we're our kids aren't as well off as perhaps we like to think they are. Yes, absolutely, and that you know this report year after year that the numbers seem to be increasing, and so it's time to really see action from all levels of government um, and for all of us to take seriously to have our kids thrive in the future. These children are our future. There's 8 million of them and we need to get this right. Stephanie Mitten, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me.